Welcome, my friends, to the Bob and Brad podcast. My name is Mike Keenitz, and I'm a physical therapist assistant. Today, our guest is Dr. Eric Westman, and we're going to be discussing different keto topics. So Dr. Westman is the co-founder of Adapt Your Life and Adapt Your Life Academy, an associate professor of medicine at Duke University Health System and the director of Duke Keto Medicine Clinic in Durham, North Carolina. So without further ado, here is Dr. Westman. All right. Welcome back, Dr. Eric Westman. Thank you. So our first question is, what are some tips and tricks when going keto? Sure. Well, you know, I'm finding a lot of people are making it too complicated. <laughs> the, old, um, the old way I was taught, which back in the day, 25 years ago now, we didn't really emphasize keto so much. It was keeping the carbs super low. And even though that it is a keto, so keto is really a state of your body. It's not a type of food. You're finding brands of, of keto, uh, this, keto, that. And, and it doesn't mean your body will be in a keto state if you eat those things. <laughs> so uh, I'm finding that people are kind of making things a little too complicated. Just keep the carbs really low and focus on that as the main thing, eating real foods and avoid all of the things called keto and don't measure macros and things like that. that that's just when, when life gets busy, if you have a complicated way of going about things, it's going to fall apart in my experience. Right. And you talk about total carbohydrates uh, intake versus doing net carbs, correct? Yes. And it's more precise. So, and the lower you go on the carbs, the stronger it is. So it's not that net carbs can't work. I've met a lot of people who use net carbs and they do great. It's kind of like an over-the-counter medicine. If you have a mild pain, for example, a ibuprofen from the store is fine. But if you have diabetes, you have a lot of weight to lose, you have a, a tough metabolic problem like metabolic syndrome, then you may find that the net carbs isn't strong enough. And so I use total carbs. So net carbs really just means more carbs. It, you know, the, the calculation is you subtract out the fibers and in some circumstances, sugar alcohols. So I, I often just changing from the net carb to the total carb calculation will make things work for folks. So if you've tried total, excuse me, if you haven't tried total carb, you've just tried net carb, and it's not working for you, it doesn't mean keto doesn't work. It just means that method of calculating the carbs isn't quite strong enough. I, I find when I teach people a, a simple method, 20 grams, that's total carbs per day or less. Some clinics use 30 total carbs or less. It will pretty much work for every, everybody. I mean, if you follow it. You know, and I can't account for those who, who can't seem to follow it. That some For some, it just clicks really easily and others, it doesn't. But yeah, I, I use total carbs because it's just more accurate. Right. So what are some common mistakes you see in your clinic that people make when they're going keto? Yeah, well, first, uh, I, I'm finding um, most people are learning from the Internet, which you know, it's great. It's a great thing and a terrible thing all at the same time. So if you found a, a someone you, you're learning from didn't have the same reason for doing it that you did, you might get them false 
uh, idea that you could have 150 grams of fats and oils in your coffee and MC medium chain triglyceride and all these things when you're not going to lose weight doing that or fix diabetes, but you will enhance your performance in the gym. So, so keto is just a metabolic state, but how you do it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. And, and in my experience, the obesity treatment, diabetes reversal world, we're not as precise, we're, no, we're not as complicated or, or strict, uh, and we don't make people count macros and things like that. We don't, we're not obsessed with you being in ketosis all day long. That, that's not the, the concern. The concern is results. So I, I think uh, be careful from who, who you learn from um, because there are a lot of great internet resources. People come to me having watched my work already having lost 50 pounds, you know, because they've already got started and it took, me, it took a while to get in to see me. So, um, but I do worry if you're on medications that you get taken off and monitored uh, with those medicines safely by someone, a medical person who understands the impact of that. But um, it, it's a great practice to be in because, you know, I can, again, what you're trying to accomplish, I, I can reverse diabetes, I can reverse obesity, heartburn, polycystic ovary syndrome, fatty liver. I mean, it, it's, I'm an internal medicine specialist and, and I practice the best internal medicine that I ever have just by changing the food. And, and most internists don't know about that. They prescribe pills and shots and things like that. Right. And I would say, too, when you mentioned don't chase ketones, because I've um, been in keto. And I will say when I started, like I have a ketone meter because I'm curious and nerdy. But like my ketones are sky high. But as I got adapted more, like they don't read as high. And then you get kind of. I don't know, thrown off or you feel like you're doing something wrong, but you're still in ketosis. It's kind of weird. You know, there's still a lot that's to be learned about ketosis. And we call this nutritional ketosis, not ketoacidosis, which is the serious thing that can happen to people with diabetes. Um, and we don't know yet, really. We, I mean, the medical world doesn't know what the best level of ketones is. You know, it, it doesn't make sense to me if you've adapted to a keto state, ketones are a, a fuel. It doesn't make sense to me that you would be spilling them in the urine, for example, that you would be losing a fuel. The longer you, you use ketones as a fuel, you're gonna hold on to them. You know? You're not gonna excrete so many in the breath or the urine, you're gonna find them in the blood. And even then you might become more efficient at using the ketones, so they're not gonna be as high as they used to be. You know, so a lot to be learned about ketones, but no question it helps people to stay on track. I mean, even a continuous glucose monitor or a, a monitor that checks glucose and ketones can be very helpful if you're, well, like you say, a nerdy or you're just curious about what's going on, but don't obsess too much about that. Um, uh, now, there's, there are a couple of conditions, uh, like if you had epilepsy, and you were treating the epilepsy with a keto diet, then you want to be very careful about having a ketone level. Uh, but um, most children, I don't think, measure their ketones. They're just very strict about the macros. And that's where the macro focus really came from. It's from the ketogenic diet for epilepsy or neurologic disease. 
but I, I don't ask my patients to do that. Most most of my patients here in Durham, North Carolina, they're not going to do that. They don't have time. They they want something simple. And and uh, I was even taught by one of my patients how to eat at a fast food restaurant. He lost a hundred pounds eating at, at fast food restaurants. You know, and so I've learned a lot by how to implement uh, it in a simple way across all sorts of lifestyles. Right. And you kind of, you make like a list pretty much for people saying like, these are acceptable moderation and don't eat these, right? Right. Yeah. So the method I learned actually goes way back to um, the Atkins Center. Bob Ak- Dr. Bob Atkins in New York City developed a list of foods and they, I, I, mod- I modified it a little bit, but not much. That's how I got started. I, I went to visit Dr. Atkins and the Atkins Center and said, what do you do? I had two patients who had success in Durham at, at the VA there, and they told me they did the Atkins diet. And so I said, well, let me write Dr. Atkins a letter. I ended up in his office watching what they were doing. And I uh, proposed to him to take his list of foods that he had developed over 30 years. You know, so really, I didn't I didn't create this. <laughs> I What I did and, and my group at Duke did is we studied it. So Dr. Yancey and I did the primary research to see if it was safe. You know, I, I knew it could work. Two of my patients had great success losing weight, but there was still that nagging question about, is it safe? Is it really something you can do for a long time? And, you know, 25 years ago when I got into this, everyone knew it was bad for you. Everyone, you know, and in fact, uh, thinking back, I, w- I went to the literature to look for studies to show that it was bad because everyone knew it was bad, but there were no studies that said it was bad. I mean, there were, in defense, there were no very, very few studies saying it was good. I mean, it showed you could actually lose weight, but it didn't say it was safe. But so there was an absence of data saying it was bad. So we started collecting data. And now after 20 years, I think this is one of the healthiest lifestyles you can be on that minimizes sugar, in the blood and minimizes the insulin levels and inflammation levels. Uh, so we use a simple list of foods to teach by. Uh, you know, some people come in and and uh, and I ask them, "What do you eat?" And they say, "Well, I don't have this." I don't. No, no. What do you eat? You know, not what you don't eat. There are a lot of things you don't eat. And so the simplest way that I've found to teach someone is just say, "Here's a set of foods. Just stay to these foods." You don't have to know what a macro is. You don't have to know what a carb is. I mean, you, have to, you do have to read, although I have a colleague who put, uh, does a, a pictorial version of it. And that's be- beautiful because it crosses all languages. You know, you can have an, you know, it's an international translator if, if everyone knows what a hamburger looks like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, as simple that, you know, that's my theme and we teach that all over the place when we can to keep it simple, not compl- don't overcomplicate things. Right. So what are, are there any positive or negative long-term effects of being in ketosis? Well, you know, we started researching the low carb and keto diet in terms of therapeutic effect. So we started studying uh, on the treatment and reversal of obesity, you know, check. It does that. I mean, that, that's really kind of what it's known for in the medical world for obesity treatment. But it also reverses diabetes. 
and our clinical studies go way back and there's some newer ones. And, but in the clinic, I mean, I reverse diabetes and, and obesity and heartburn and all of these other clinical issues. And so, uh, and yes, you can reverse these things you're doing all sorts of other diets and, and other sorts of medicines and surgery, but, but it really has a, a role to play for those who can't make use of those other services. And, and if you just want to do things by changing the food, there's so many great things we can reverse things. So what's, what's fascinating is there really aren't a whole lot of studies about preventing issues. And, and this is one of the areas that's wide open for research. If, if you, know, you wanted to do a study that would be fairly simple and, and you just follow people on a low carb diet and see if they develop diabetes or other problems like that, uh, because I'm, well, I'm confident it will, uh, but those studies haven't been done. So, so the studies have been done on reversing illness and disease and you turn it around, it, it doesn't mean it's going to prevent it. So if the, if the kitty is up on the tree and I have a ladder to get the kitty down, it doesn't mean the kitty went up the ladder to the tree, right? Yeah. So, so I could, I could fix diabetes with a low carb diet. It doesn't mean carbs cause the diabetes, although I'm pretty confident it's true. Uh, so uh, I'm very optimistic and encouraged about the prevention of illness and and you know now the time is to teach children teach parents get into that preventive mode where you know you, you have to be careful about sugar and i don't mean everyone has to be keto i don't you know i, I have a, a new book that actually talks about different levels of carbs but we're really pretty strict about staying away from refined sugar and flour and and that's a general theme among all scientists and researchers today it's not not just me at Duke saying that, uh, but um, the uh, implementation is is simple and easy. And, and you know what? It, it, still to this day, I'm in the clinic and I teach people the, the the look in someone's eyes when they come back and they go, "This is so easy. How come I didn't know about this before?" <laughs> you know, uh, that that's really fun to see. All right. Do you? Oh, so you mentioned about the bad things. Yeah. No. So. The, the studies about true ketosis and, you know, in mice, and you can follow for the whole lifespan of a mouse, uh, they live longer if you put them in ketosis, you know, if they follow a keto diet. And, and so that hasn't been done in humans, although in primates, uh, I guess it's, there's a hint that the less you eat, you know, the lower your insulin level in the blood for a human even, the longer you'll probably live. Um, it's very rare to see someone who has a problem in burning fat. And that's really what's going on when you're on a keto diet. You're, you're a fat burner. In fact, some bizarre, you know, rare diseases get better when, uh, when the body starts burning fat. Uh, and that's always uh, very interesting to see that I'm an internist and I'm not a genetic expert, but there's a rare genetic disease that, basically gets better when you run the muscle on fat and not on sugar. Uh, so the long-term, no, I, I think, um, I, I don't know of any long-term effects that, uh, that's bad from eating regular food now. And so I'm saying that this is a, if you do a real food based 
kind of keto diet, nobody knows what the long-term effects are of adding, you know, oils to coffee and apple cider vinegar every day. And, you know, the internet keto out there, I, I can't vouch for, but for a real food-based kind of program where you're just keeping the carbs really low uh, and you're, you're not, you know, emphasizing being in ketosis all the time. I know, uh, I know that's safe. I mean, I've been following people now for over 20 years doing this. Um, but the, the kind of weird versions of keto that you'll find on the internet, uh, sometimes I do have concern that there might be long-term effects of having, uh, of, of drinking these oils all day long. When, so, so be careful, again, about who you get the information from. And uh, I think the best sources are doctors who've been using it in the clinic, uh, you know, if you're trying to do it for a clinical problem. Uh, because then they have the the day-to-day -day, um, nuance and, and familiarity with how to manage the different questions and different diseases. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, uh, the keto diet that we've been using, which is a real food-based kind of program, I don't think there are any long-term complications. All right. Yeah, I, there's really no long-term studies on any diet unless it's well, that's correlational. Yeah. So, all right. Where can people find more information about you at? My website is ericwestmanmd.com. So that's E-R-I-C-W-E-S-T-M-A-N-M-D.com. And you can find the different resources we have there. We have a, a page. We have a book. We have a, uh, courses you can take on the Internet. The company I started, Adapt Your Life, and the Adapt Your Life Academy has resources, free YouTube videos at Adapt Your Life YouTube channel. Um, and you can take courses that we open from time to time at the Adapt Your Life Academy. So we're trying to give our information and teaching in many different ways. And of course, you can see me at Duke University going through the uh, you know clinical program there. I have to warn you that there's a bit of a wait to get in, I'm I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's why one reason why we created this company to get information to people who can't make the trip to Durham. All right, you're just getting too popular, I guess. Well, or the approach is getting popular. <laughs> one of the two, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've trained a number of doctors who created practices like this around the country, and um, that's exciting to see. Uh, so we need to train many more people in this, uh, this way. Really, I, I use lifestyle. I, I use food predominantly. Uh, some people come to me, they can't exercise. So when I say lifestyle, I really mean diet, you know, the nutrition. Uh, and I get to take away medicines. I don't give medicines like most of my colleagues anymore. Right. Well, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure.